Hey guys, Joey here. Glad you're listening. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get started. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. I'm glad you're here listening, whether you're trying to fall asleep, relax, get your mind off your of your day, or in this case, uh, learn a little bit of the NFL and probably make some uh, picks. Uh, generally, if you're new to the podcast, uh, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on helping you relax, uh, might be towards the end of the day, or hopefully uh, curbing your insomnia. Uh, I believe I have a yawn-inducing voice. I tend to uh, have a different speaking style from what I've noticed compared to, I would say, the general population of the uh, world. But um, that being said, uh, this podcast, uh, primarily, uh, I like to provide value to whoever's listening, whether it's in the form of helping you fall asleep, uh, relax. Uh, Generally, I would recommend if you're just laying down just to, you know, just listen to my voice. Hopefully it'll take you to sleep. You don't have to listen. I usually like to talk about a variety of subjects every once in a while, uh, mainly to switch things up and to hopefully uh, keep things interesting. And maybe, uh, you know, you guys might pick up a nugget or two, or maybe I will pick up a nugget or two of information. Uh, I'm not 100% right, uh, especially on these NFL picks. I am not a sports analyst. I am starting to like sports uh, more and like analyzing and looking at numbers because of this recent, uh, you know, football uh, you know, pickums. That's kind of got me back into uh, sports betting a little bit. Um, but I digress. Uh, this is primarily a, like I said, sleep and relaxation podcast. Uh, still, uh, this episode is catered around uh, more of football and specifically uh, football pickums. Uh, talking about uh, power rankings and uh, just talking about a potential like winning plays. Uh, I've been doing this for. Uh, let's see, we're in week 17. So yeah, since the football season started, uh, sorry, the 17 weeks, but this is week 15 coming up. Not to keep talking about random stuff, but uh, I want to thank all of you who have been continuing to listen uh, today. I don't know, I feel kind of uh, I feel kind of spry. Uh, I, have a, I have a new setup, or I'm going in between a new setup. I'm still using my laptop to record, uh, but... Uh, I don't know. Everything kind of feels different. I have a new, like I said, my office has moved around, and uh, this might be a, kind of like a warm-up episode, which I'm sorry ahead of time if I feel like I'm out of place. I'm just, uh, I'm just finally getting things settled in, and I'm pretty excited. That being said, uh, this is going to be week 16 of the NFL coming up. I know I said 15, and that's my bad, uh, but uh, generally... Uh, I will put timestamps for each particular section. So first things first, we're going to be talking about last week's results, followed by the anti-power rankings, which is similar to the power rankings, except the complete opposite. So I guess it's maybe not that similar. <laughs> um, but uh, then we'll go over and discuss the week 16 NFL picks, as well as ta- uh, review my upset NFL picks for the week. So a lot of stuff to talk about, as usual. Uh, but first things first, let's dive straight into, well, last week. So last week was week 15 of the NFL. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit disappointed at the results I had. Uh, I was 9-7, and seven, which isn't terrible, but the last couple of weeks uh, I've been hovering in the, with the 10 and 11 win mark. And even before I you know, started the podcast, uh, this podcast and hit record, I usually do about one hour or two of research 
Uh, just to bone up on what I'm talking about, uh, I do watch a lot of the NFL games. Unfortunately, I did not watch many games this weekend. Uh, it's it's a lot tougher for me to not watch, or it's a lot tougher for me to watch NFL games, especially when my Detroit Lions have just been playing terribly. Uh, I've also just been out and about uh, the last couple weekends, so I um, apologize if, if my analysis don't seem to be as in-depth. But in the same vein, I never do claim to uh, actually be super good at this stuff, uh, unless when it comes to, like I said, the, the sports betting and, and you know, betting spreads. Um, generally, uh, I do all of my picks on football, uh, yeah, sorry, football.fantasysports.yahoo.com. Although I could have just said Yahoo Fantasy Sports, that would make a lot more sense. So if you go to the Pickums on Yahoo, uh, I'm in the fans of Detroit and fans of Michigan uh, with the team named Droolish. You can see my record. I am currently 128 and 95. Uh, that's 128 wins and 95 losses, I should say. Uh, on top of that, uh, last week, specifically week 15, I went 9 and 7. And again, that's that's not bad. It's uh, I feel like I could have done better. So uh, we're just going to review each pick and kind of see what we've learned. And then hopefully we can uh, make those adjustments moving forward to week 16 of the NFL. Starting with the Thursday night game, last Thursday, uh, we had Baltimore versus the New York Jets. I picked Bal- Baltimore to win, and this was a pretty uh, pretty simple game. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I really sweated this one too much. The Jets are, uh, you know, not the greatest team. They do have some wins, but they're, I mean, they're pretty mediocre still. Because Baltimore is probably, uh, arguably, the best team in the league with the most dynamic quarterback right now and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson just completely raffle-stomped the Jets. I believe he came in to a tune of, let me double-check here. He had, let's see, they scored 40 points. There, uh, Yeah, scored 40 points and bringing their points possession back to over three. That's crazy. They have a three, yeah, points per possession is three. So they're guaranteed, not guaranteed, but on average, you're getting like three points a game or three points possession. This win shouldn't come as a surprise to most of you. Baltimore has won 10 straight in a row ever since losing to Cleveland. Uh, they have just been on fire. Last, like it's the last game, I think Lamar Jackson ran for uh, almost 100 yards. I think he had like, yeah, he had, he did not have the most yards. He, yeah, he did. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He had 86 yards rushing and eight carries, 15 for 23, 212 yards and five TDs. I, I was pretty sure he had five touchdowns, but I just didn't want to say it off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, this game wasn't even close. It was just a debacle right from the get-go. Uh, midway through the first, I think Baltimore just scored right away. And then in the end of the first, they scored. They were up like two touchdowns. So uh, the Jets really didn't have a chance. Uh, Darnold, I guess he played decent, I suppose. I uh, didn't watch too much of the game. It seemed like the game was over right from the, right from the start. But I'm uh, glad got, got that pick right. Uh, the next game, I picked New England over Cincinnati. Again, this was another game where... Uh, you know, Cincinnati is arguably the worst team in the NFL. So um, facing one of the top teams in New England, this seemed to be like an easy pick, and it was. Uh, New England beat Cincinnati 34-13. to 13. Uh, The next game, I picked Tampa Bay to beat Detroit. Yes, my poor Detroit Lions are not a good team this year, and I don't like it. But the surging Tampa Bay Bucks, I think they've won like three or four in a row now, and Jameis is fi- it seems to be like he is finally coming into his own, uh, or at least the aspect of them being pretty potent in their offense, regardless of how many turnovers they have. Uh, fun little fact I read online, uh, the last, I think, like the five games in which uh, Jameis threw an interception on the opening drive, they 
they are four and one. So uh, I think Tampa has, is starting to figure out who their, what their identity is, which is just the freaking gunslinging, high, potent offense that just hopes to out, outgun you. That's, that's their identity. I don't think they have a legit defense at all. Um, they're not in the playoff hunt, but they are playing like a team that should be in the playoffs at this point. Unfortunately, it was just too little too late for them to actually get uh, get going, uh, but they are still an entertaining team, and I'm glad I got that win. Uh, the next game, I picked Green Bay over Chicago. I, I already told you guys Chicago is a terrible team. Like that, I know I'm biased for that or against that, but uh, I just don't think Chicago's good. I'm sorry, but like uh, I think the, the first half, they really didn't score any points. I think their offense was pretty, it came out flat, and Green Bay casually, you know, they kept Chicago in, but they ended up ultimately winning 21 to 13. I think Chicago had like three drives to score to tie the game, and they couldn't do that. Uh, even though they had that crazy lateral play at the end of the game, uh, it still wasn't enough for them to score. Um, either way, I started uh, I started out 4-0, picking uh, Baltimore, New England, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay. Then this is where things start getting a little bit dicey, just a little bit dicey. Uh, I picked Tennessee over Houston. Uh, I think this one was. The, I think this game was a coin flip. And when I mention coin flip, if you're new to the podcast, it, I mean, when I, by that I mean, uh, it feels like these games are uh, complete toss-ups. Like you can pick either or, and half the time, what like Tennessee would win or Houston would win the other. I didn't have too much confidence in in both teams in winning because they're both capable of winning. Uh, Houston, I think, came off of a loss after beating the Pats, and Tennessee is on a roll. But Houston, Houston tends to have like a Jekyll and Hyde complex. Uh, so yeah, I didn't know which team was going to show up, and apparently the the correct Houston team did show up in the first half, and then they and then they kind of let Tennessee come back in it. Um, that being said, I did pick Tennessee, and I lost lost that one. Uh, it was a closer game than it should be, but uh, I'm not going to fret myself over that pick. The next game, I picked uh, Denver over Kansas City, and I came in saying I think Denver probably wins this around 40% of the time, and the smart play should be Kansas City, um, but I kind of went against that, uh, believing that Den- uh, that Denver's offense would be a little bit more potent. Uh, I mean, Kansas City only scored 23. I assumed Denver was going to at least put up 20. Uh, that Denver did not do what I expected to, and this is the, this is just a bad pick on my end. Like I completely misread that one, so chalk that one up as on, it's on me, guys. My bad. It's my beat. My beat. The next game, I picked the Giants. Sorry, I picked the Dolphins over the Giants. Again, it was kind of a similar logic to with Miami uh, with Denver. Is that Miami seems to be getting things together. I didn't think the Giants were going to be able to drop 36 on Miami. Um, but even though it's a divisional matchup, just I think this is the second time that Giants uh, crushed Miami, uh, I believe. I'm going to double-check that one before I move on. Because I, I don't know. I don't like saying things uh, without knowing 100%. And when I record these episodes, I have a general idea of what the scores were. But then I, I kind of lose track of like what was going on previously in the season. Because uh, I know like a lot of the experts actually have like the data and screens and everything else, and, and I do what I can to pull all of my stuff. But uh, yeah, but going back to the previous matchup that they've had, uh, Giants versus Dolphins. Let's see, they had wait, no, they're through two different divisions. I'm way off base, guys. Oh my god. Okay, so this is kind of a slow morning. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly thought uh, Miami was gonna stand a fighting chance against the Giants, but nope. Uh, see, this is why I can't be a professional sports analyst or any of that stuff. Like, uh, I have to dive my I have to dive my whole being into 
understanding the league as a whole, and I generally only focus on about maybe half the teams. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not there yet, but that, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, so that was a misread on my part with Miami. Uh, so you could chalk, up, chalk that up as two bad picks right out of the gate, um, Denver and Miami. And then I come back with the Philadelphia game. I picked them to win over Washington. Uh, Washington seemed to actually have a firm handle on that game, and they let that game slip away. I'm so glad Philadelphia won it. Uh, same with Seattle. Seattle uh, beat Carolina. I picked them. Uh, Seattle won 30 to 24. A fairly easy victory, I would say, uh, only knowing because only knowing the fact that Carolina has been sputtering down the stretch. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey came out pretty strong early in the season. He was a top MVP candidate and. The last several weeks, uh, when you lose many games in a row, uh, ten, it tends to be, uh, you know, his, his, his contributions tend to be forgotten. Uh, next game, I picked Oakland to beat Jacksonville. And this was an interesting game because I believe Oakland was up by a couple touchdowns early on. And they let Jacksonville come back towards the end of the game and, t- and take the victory. Um, I don't count this as a bad pick. It was a very competitive game. Uh, it just happened to be I was on the wrong side of the... A coin flip in this one. The following game, I picked Cleveland over Arizona, and my logic for picking Cleveland at the time, uh, if if I recall, was that they were more hungry. They should have been more playoff. They, they were playoff bound. You know, I say that in air quotes, which you cannot see. But Cleveland had a lot more to play for than Arizona, and this should have been Cleveland's time to put up points to show the world, like, hey, we are a playoff team. Turns out they are not. Uh, they are just very inconsistent. Whereas Arizona continues to actually just be dynamic offensively. Um, like most weeks, occasionally they might throw a stinker, but they've been showing high potency in the vast majority of their games and sh- have shown improvement. Uh, yeah, so Arizona, I, I, I'm starting, like I said, I believe they're just a, at the, at the moment, they're just a mediocre team uh, with, with the talent that they have. But as a, sorry, talent-wise, I think they're kind of mediocre-ish, but with coaching and how they play and, like, what they focus on their strengths, I, I think they are probably in the lower middle tiers. Like, they could be bad teams, in my opinion, but, like, uh, it, it, I don't, they're, just, they're a very interesting team. I, I can't, I can't put my finger on it anymore, um, but I like them a lot. Like, they, they've been winning me over this season, and I was not a big Arizona fan coming in. Like, I liked Arizona, but uh, I didn't think they were going to be as potent, potent as they were, as they've been. The next game I have, I picked Minnesota over the Chargers. Got that one right. Uh, pretty easy game. That was a shellacking. Then I picked the Rams over Dallas. I, this was a trap game. This was a bamboozle. I was wrong. I feel terrible about this one. I saw someone mention, like, you know, this, this game was a classic example of buying, buying low. Sorry. Uh, was it selling low, buying high, or was it the other way around? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just messing with you guys, but uh, but yeah, but seriously, Dallas seemed to be kind of on the low and low, and Rams were kind of streaking a little bit, and this was kind of a um, I don't know, just a, like something had to give this game, I suppose. And paper, it seemed like the Rams were going to crush Dallas based on how they were trending. That was not the case. Clearly, Dallas shellacked the Rams, 44 to 21. Uh, I was this this one was a complete misread. So we got like one, two. I already got like four. Even though I'm like six wrong, but there were like four terrible picks that I've had. I don't like to, I don't like talking about my terrible picks, but man, I mean I have, I have to learn from these like mistakes. And 
Uh, definitely need to spend more time on a couple of like some of these trends or how these teams match up. Uh, but since these are pick'ems, I'm not going to fret too much about it. I just want to get as many right as I can. Uh, although, interestingly enough, if I put bet all my picks on the favorites, I would have gone 11 and 5. So, I mean, I I don't mind betting favorites all the time. But then, what's the analysis? What's the analysis of it? It just it just means like, hey, yeah, I just think they're better. It's not really much more to it. Uh, so, uh, at least in the at least for the pickums, uh, that's it. Hopping on to the next game, I picked Atlanta over San Francisco as an underdog. Uh, Atlanta did win. This was like this was my this is my like happy happy pick. Uh, I really thought Atlanta Atlanta was going to come in very strong. I felt like San Francisco they probably needed to lose at least one game going in towards the, end of the season so they can I don't know try to build some momentum. They've been they've been rock solid overall, but I think teams that are going hot into the playoffs. Like last week and this week coming up, like th those are the weeks you need to start building momentum. Whether if it's a two-game winning streak or three-plus game winning streak, um, I felt like San Francisco, they, they, they try. It just seemed like Atlanta was just on point um, most of the game. Uh, following game, I picked uh, Pittsburgh to beat Buffalo, and I thought this was a this was a toss-up, and I feel like it still would have been a toss-up. Uh, Buffalo did win against Pittsburgh. Uh, I, this game wasn't like a beatdown. Uh, this, this was a fairly close game, all things considered. Good, uh, good win by Buffalo. Not to tip my hat off to them. Uh, Pittsburgh was playing pretty decent football most of the season with what they've got, but uh, Buffalo does have more firepower than Pittsburgh, especially now that uh, the QB is, you know, he's been kind of feeling it the last several weeks, and he's, you know, getting into his own. Next, and the Monday night game, next the final game to review is the New Orleans Saints. I picked them over Indy, and that was a pretty easy game. I uh, kind of wish I, I bet that one, but uh, yeah, it's whatever's. So overall, nine and seven, and my correct picks were Baltimore, New England, Tampa, Green Bay, Philly, Seattle, Minnesota, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Again, I wish I could have had better, but there was probably a good four, four picks that were just terrible on my end. So sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I'll 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 do my best to do better, um, especially week in and week out. You know, I, I don't I don't do these just to uh, try to lose all the time. Like I do at least try to spend some effort to understand and, and talk about these games, uh, and you know, to to my best knowledge. I'm not going to come in and say like I know everything about everything because I have only watched several of these and I watch I do watch highlights, um, but uh, you know, the teams that I generally like to focus on. Uh, especially towards the end of the, like, of the season for me are like the teams that are either in the playoff hunt or teams that are fighting for seeding because uh, they still have a lot to play for uh, which I think these, these next couple weeks uh, is going to be very telling uh, especially uh, with how these teams are going to play out and how uh, I don't know how, how well these picks are going to go uh, I, I believe I tend to be stronger especially in the last couple weeks uh, at least last year, last couple of years passed, but I haven't tracked it yet. And this is the first year I'm tracking, so uh, so yeah, that's gonna be something we can look forward to. Now, before we dive into picking uh, NFL Week 16 predictions or you know, games, I generally like to talk about the anti-power rankings. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the anti-power rankings, these are very similar to the NFL power rankings where ESPN, CNN, NFL.com, everyone and their mother does power rankings. They talk about the best teams, they go in-depth, and I, I ain't about that life. 
I want to talk about the worst teams of the NFL, talk about why they're terrible, or maybe why they aren't terrible, uh, depending on you know how much insight you know about the team. And I rank the bottom generally 1 through 10, but I've extended it to about the 1 through 15, the bottom half of the league, just so we can get a better idea of these lesser lesser televised teams, these lesser, uh, I don't want to say lesser, uh, yeah, I, was, I guess lesser talked about teams, because generally when you're winning, people talk about you more, um, but, but there are a couple exceptions, but uh, I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, national pundits or whoever, they don't really talk specifically about uh, the bottom tier teams, and to an extent, I do agree, but uh, I just don't like talking about what everyone else is talking about, uh, especially with the top power rankings. So, the ranks go from 1 through 15. I generally go in-depth for the first 10, you know, just letting you guys know ahead of time if this is your first time listening. And then uh, I do tier each of these. So uh, in this case, I have uh, four different tiers. Each one's a different color, but I'll explain each tier as I go through each appropriate rank. So starting out from number one, and this is through numbers one through five for the anti-power rankings, this is gonna, I put this in the red tier, which for me is just trash. Like, these are the bottom feeders of the league. I don't expect them to be anyone that's relevant um, from, from teams that are above, to a certain extent. Uh, but generally, most, most of their wins come from other teams that they face simil- you know, similarly in the red, um, in the red tier. Uh, there is one exception, though, and I'll talk about that one uh, briefly. But number one, and they've been number one for, like, I think one, two, three, four, five, like six weeks straight, and they've been holding down the fort, and that's the... Cincinnati Bengals. This should not come as a surprise to anyone and everyone uh, that's listening to the podcast. And Bengals, if you're unaware, are, I believe, only have one win this season, which is not that great if you're, uh, if you're paying attention to the, to the NFL in regards to the tanking. Uh, they do pretty much have the first pick in the draft as long as they lose one more time. But uh, that being said... Uh, this next closest team is the, I think three and eleven, and there's about three team, two, two or three teams that um, are close to it. But uh, the way I see it, the Bengals have not won many times this season. Uh, Andy Dalton has uh, been super turnover prone. I think last week he threw for I don't know how many interceptions he's thrown for, but uh, actually I think he threw for like one or two, from what I recall. So uh, it's not was not a good game against uh, the Patriots with him, and. Uh, I want to double check. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to... Yeah, sorry. He threw for four picks in, in his uh, 13 to 34 shellacking against New England. So that's pretty sad. Uh, but this is not to be unexpected, I guess, uh, for a team that is 1-13. I, I just don't see this team going anywhere. Uh, I don't want to talk about draft prospects. I'm not actually a big draft guy. Uh, there's just so many people and teams going on. Uh, like when I get in draft order and who's good and do, doing all those Bach drafts. Uh, my, my level of sophistication in the NFL is not catered to that. I just like to focus on teams and team trends and how they're playing and just looking at numbers and kind of more of the uh, ebb and flows of the season. But Cincinnati has not shown to be competitive in a lot of these games uh, this season, uh, especially with Andy Dalton. Uh, I take that back. Andy Dalton has, bring, has brought some competitiveness, but with only two games left, uh, it's going to be very tough for them to not uh, take that draft, to, to take the number one draft spot. Uh, it's pretty much a battle to number, for number two. So, speaking of number two, uh, this team moved up in 
the anti-power rankings. Uh, they showed up a few weeks back at number two and have been hovering around the number three spot, and that is yours and mine, Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, I don't know where I want to begin with this team. Uh, they are my favorite team of the NFL, and I hate the fact that they are number two in the anti-power rankings. Uh, Patricia uh, and Bob Quinn were just recently... Uh, now, they, they were just recently, it was recently announced, I should say, um, that they're going to be here for the 2020 season. Uh, personally, I actually like this call. Uh, I know a lot of people compare Detroit's coaching situation with, uh, with Jim Caldwell, who had a couple of, like winning seasons, two or three years, and then was fired. And Patricia has done nothing remotely close. Um, I firmly believe, and I have to believe, that it generally takes around two to three years uh, for a a coach, especially if you're finding like a lot, like especially if you want to build long-term success, uh, that's the appropriate. Or I'd say three years are all the appropriate time to start seeing progress. Uh, we haven't seen progress the first two years, and I do expect to hopefully um, expect to see the Lions make a lot of changes in the off-season, especially with their defensive personnel. Uh, I don't say personnel, but their defensive coaching or, off, or defensive coordinating. Uh, but I'm not too. Uh, I'm not too high on the defense at the moment. Uh, they keep giving up a lot of points. And last week they did lose 38 to 17 against Tampa. And I love Tampa. I'm I'm, I'm loving Jameis and how he's playing recently. Um, but this game was pretty much the epitome of like what I see in Detroit Lions seasons, which is just sadness, uh, high hopes, and I think early in this game, yeah, we were already down 14-0 right from the get-go. So we didn't really have much of a chance. Uh, this is the home game against Detroit. You know, I I really don't even want to talk about the Detroit Lions anymore. They make me sad. This is just this, a very very sad team. They are three ten and one, uh, from what I recall, and they are in the hunt to uh, get the number two spot in the NFL draft. Uh, they do have a couple other teams that they are competing with, but I'm not too worried about that. I mean, it feels like the Lions are trying to win, but they're not. <laughs> but I don't think they're actually trying anymore, though. That's the thing. Like, with the shellacking like that, like, David Blau has been playing. I think half the team's injured. Stafford wants to come back, but I don't think he's coming back for the rest of the season. I don't blame the coaching to not, to not bring him back and further further risk injury. Uh, that's that's honestly seems to be the name of the game uh, for the Lions. It's just to minimize injuries. But they're probably going to lose the, the next two games, and they're probably not even going to be remotely close games. So just keep out and uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think the Lions are going to are going to be playing for safety and playing for for, for the long for the, for the long con. Uh, hopping to number three in the anti-power rankings, they moved up a spot from the week week prior. Are your Washington Redskins? The Washington Redskins last week did lose uh, pretty I would say a heartbreaker against Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is kind of a bottom-tier playoff team, and I have to say playoff team because they are in the hunt. But Washington still lost a, a sad game against them where they were up, uh, I think, pretty uh, early. I think they had a lead early on. And and they tried to keep it, in, but I don't know. It just it seems like a, a game that kind of slipped away from them. Uh, Haskins played solid. He was 19 for 28, 261 yards with a couple touchdowns. And... Uh, Washington did keep that lead towards the end of the game. Yeah, they're up uh, by three with about five minutes left, and then they gave up a couple uh, touchdowns to, uh, towards the very end, which is kind of sad. But, uh, but I mean, Washington had the chance to win the game, uh, and Philly took 
took over the game with 26 seconds left. So, I mean, you can't do much more to try to win a game against a, a mid-tier, mid-low-tier team, it, you know, if you're Washington. But it still wasn't enough. Um, this was probably a decent performance overall, and hopefully a good, a good sign of things to come for the Washington Redskins. But uh, that doesn't excuse the fact that they are still three and eleven for the season. They are have not been winning too frequently uh, overall. And I want to double check their recent trends in winning, winning and losing here, because I, I'm a firm believer in, in uh, NFL momentum and. Uh, they did win a couple uh, against the Lions and the Panthers, and then they hit the Packers, and they lost a close one in Eagles. They kind of technically this was a close game too. And you know what? The more I think about it, especially especially the last several weeks that I talked about this, um, prior, is that Washington is playing a lot better than what the record shows. And it might not be better per se, but I would say more competitive. Uh, they haven't given up as many points uh, compared to say the Giants. Uh, they haven't scored as many either, but. Uh, in the same vein, I, I, I think, uh, especially with, with Haskins coming in, I, I think they might squeak out uh, a couple wins the last two weeks, especially against the Giants. That's very winnable. And I almost want to see the Cowboys, too, depending on the situ- depending on where the Cowboys stand, because I think if the Cowboys win this week, uh, they are in the playoffs. And then I'm pretty sure they, they're going to lose the last week against the Skins. I, I don't know why. I think that's going to happen. Uh, that's it. That's sad, my friends. Washington is still number three in the anti-power rankings. I feel like their uh, trajectory is going to be going up, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, but as is, I have to look look, look for where for what I've got, and you know, uh, rank accordingly. So, Washington, you got the number three spot. Uh, number four is the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins moving up two spots. Uh, Dolphins, I seem, it seems like they're starting to get their, I don't know, it seems like their team is starting to get things together. Uh, last week wasn't a particularly great performance, I would say. They did lose to the Giants, 36-20. Uh, to 20. And Eli Manning, and I don't want to talk about Eli Manning, but Miami uh, did briefly have the lead going into the second half. But uh, they really couldn't keep it, uh, especially, you know, heading into, uh, sorry, Sorry, I take that back. Uh, yeah, actually, that was right. That was right. I see. I I like saying things, and I'm pretty sure they're right, but I always have to double check. But Fitzpatrick, he was what? He threw for what, two touchdowns over 250. It seemed like he tried to do what he could. Um, didn't throw for any interceptions. I think he might have lost a fumble. But uh, at, at the first half, it seemed like Miami was going to be competitive, and then uh, Eli just started to do Eli things, I guess. And uh, Saquon just went nuts, I should say, and kind of just took over in the second second half. Uh, the Dolphins, I do like their prospects, but I don't know too much about where they're going to be heading towards the season or after, towards the end of the season because uh, team has been playing pretty competitively as of late, especially over the last uh, was it few games. They've only yeah they've won three of their last four. Wait, sorry. Got that back. Backwards. They lost four of their last five. I don't know why I said three of the last four. I was looking at, like, the wrong chart. Uh, too many charts up. But they lost four of the last five. Uh, they are facing the Bengals next week, which, like I said, is, is an interesting matchup, uh, considering they're facing the worst team in the NFL. Uh, but, uh, again, it seems like most of Miami's wins haven't really been coming from other teams from, uh, you know, higher up, or I should say lower down in the anti-power rankings. 
Uh, so it's hard to get a good gauge on where they stand, except just to be in the bottom tier. Uh, the number number five team, uh, they moved down three spots, and you guessed it, probably, are the New York Giants. Uh, Eli Manning came back for a game, or the last couple of games, and, he, and he, he's got his career record at 500 again. I don't know if they're going to be starting him the next couple of weeks, uh, but the Giants did their job in just beating beating the Dolphins 38-20. to 20. Uh, I don't pay too much attention to the Giants market, so I don't want to dive too much into it. Uh, I I do like to talk about Daniel Jones a lot more than Eli Manning. That's pretty much my my big thing. I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones, uh, but uh, I'm not going to gush about him. There's no need. Uh, Eli Eli just did Eli things. Threw for two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, a very Eli very Eli like performance. Uh, you know, it was pretty close in the first half, but I ranked them lower, or I should say higher than the. No, 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 lower. I ranked them lower than Miami and the anti-power rankings strictly due to a couple things. Um, one, the Giants actually had a good performance, a decent performance, I should say. And two, they actually beat Miami, so it doesn't make much sense for me to rank uh, the Giants, you know, better or say worse than Miami uh, in this case. Uh, so uh, I, I know there are certain extremes that might be the case, uh, but these teams were pretty close from the get-go. Like last week, Miami was number six in the anti-power rankings, and the Giants were number two. So switching them with Miami as number four, which I think is very fitting in the Giants moving up, uh, is pretty relevant. And another factor I consider uh, into these anti-power rankings is that generally the lower rank you are, the more likely and better you are to beat a team that's above you. And in this case, the Giants did beat Miami. And they were close enough, and it, I don't know, it makes, it makes a lot of sense for me to say that's where they're at currently this week. So I don't, I don't think that logically there's anything terribly wrong with that. I think it's actually pretty solid logic. Uh, the next game, sorry, the next team, and this is where um, we're going to another tiers. So uh, ranks six through nine, this is uh, what I call like the peach tier. And these teams are just not completely trash, but they're pretty much uh, hovering around mediocre right now, and they're either, they're either mediocre or they're downtrending. Uh, they're obviously not on the playoff hunt, but they can still win, and it seems like they are trying uh, to win some of these games uh, fully. They're, you know, they're not trying to get, they're not trying to tank, but they probably might be incentivized to lose a game. But I don't think they are. So number six, moving up three spots is uh, the Carolina Panthers. I believe they were fairly competitive against Seattle, but Seattle ultimately won. Uh, actually, Seattle won pretty uh, decidedly. Uh, I think Carolina has lost so many games in a row. Uh, I mean, they've been free-falling is that, uh, in a sense of, I think, they were, I think, weren't they like 5-3 and three or something like that? And they were now they're now 5-9. and nine. Uh, They just continue to lose. I have not seen a team lose as frequently uh, this season, except for, the, well, the Detroit Lions or the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I mean, I wanted to be high on uh, Carolina. They seem like a fun team. Uh, they seem like a very fun team to watch, especially in the first half of the season. But it just went to poop. Like I don't. It's it's really I don't know. It's hard for me to distinguish like what like what where when. You know all those questions. Their schedule wasn't too hard. I mean they were they were five and three. Then they ran into the Packers. You know, that's a loss. But then they ran into the Falcons, who weren't a hot team back then. They got crushed. They ran into the Saints. Um, and then they lost to the Skins. They lost to the Falcons again. And then they lost to the Seahawks. They're, they've been a little bit more competitive against the Seahawks, but the Seahawks are... I feel like the Seahawks are a little bit more decimated. Um, but I just... It's, it's tough for me to see Carolina 
uh, not only just show, I don't know, they, I don't, they're, they're fold, I mean, they're folding like paper or like this origami, like it's, there's, you know, it's being blown away. Um, I don't see them winning for the rest of the season. I do see them being competitive. Uh, they did get five wins, and they do have some talent on the team. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, Carolina is a lost cause. Uh, you know, moving forward next season, they just have to do some retooling. But, uh, but I, I think that I think that's deserving of the sixth spot for now. Number seven, staying in the number seven spot are the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets got reamed last week. <laughs> I think they, I think their score was doubled by the other team, uh, by yeah, by, by the by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, the Ravens won 42-21. The Jets, uh, especially with Sam Darnold, uh, didn't really do much overall. I mean, it was it was a Lamar Jackson show, and it just seemed like they were play they were facing just a sad team elsewhere. I mean, the Jets are one and six on the road this season, so they're not a road warrior team. They seem to be playing a lot better at home. Uh, I, I, that might show a sign of just being a, I would say a sign of like either maturity or just experience. That's generally my guess if you're losing a lot of away games is that it has to do with a lot of mental tough, toughness. Uh, Darnold did finish the day with a couple touchdowns and an interception. It was a fairly lackluster game considering uh, Baltimore's defense and offense. I mean, all faces, faces of the game just seem to be clicking. Uh, and the Jets just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And someone, something had to give. Uh, it was just a show that the Baltimore Ravens did. Um, you know, the Jets are still five and nine, and they are the lowest, or I should say, the highest anti-powering team that I have. Uh, number seven, I think, tied with Carolina. But how they both got to five and nine has been completely different. Uh, Carolina's kind of been in free fall mode, whereas the Jets have been. Uh, they've been kind of just inching their way. They almost feel like they kind of have like that Packers feel, where. It seems like they haven't done anything convincing, but they just they, they just kind of just popped up with the amount of wins, and I can't really attribute it too much. Really, you know, that's just my two cents at the very least. Number eight, moving down three spots from the number five, they're now number eight, are the, your Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, like I said, I love the Jacksonville Jaguars, but unfortunately they, uh, they uh, just didn't have a great run when their offense was stagnating in midseason. Uh, Minshew started. Uh, and they did come back at the end to beat the Oakland Raiders. Uh, it was a pretty valiant effort, but they were still getting beat down most of the game. So um, I give the, you know I give them points for the win, and you know moving them down three spots. But it wasn't like a decisive victory. It was just kind of more of Oakland's just shenanigans that kind of let them lose the game. Uh, so I don't want to dive too much deeper into that. Jackson, Jacksonville does seem to be a kind of team that's a bit of an enigma, and they're still trying to figure themselves out. And hopefully they're able to figure it out next year. Uh, number nine, moving up one spot for the week prior, are your Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers put up a stinker. <laughs> I mean, I, there's not really much more I can say about that game. The Chargers overall, uh, I mean, they scored 10 points. And they, fum they fumbled the ball, I think. Sorry, they turned over the ball seven times, uh, if I recall correctly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double-check this. So, yeah, they turn over the ball seven times. So it doesn't really matter if your offense is just, if you have a strong offense or if your offense is weak or whatever. But there just seems to be nothing going on. I mean, I mean Philip Rivers is still passing for, like, thousands of yards each season. He, this last game, he threw for 300 yards. He only had one touchdown and a few picks. Um, that's on him and those fumbles as well. But 
Uh, that's I feel like that's more of a testament to how good Minnesota is and a good showcase of what is lacking for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers can look at this game and actually have a thorough evaluation of what needs to be changed because uh, the Vikings are on point right now. They are playing phenomenal football, and it's a, I mean it's a simple compare and contrast to see what you know. It's simple. It's a pretty thorough, but just look at the elements that you did not do well that game, especially this game. I mean there are other games where you can find little holes, but this just seemed to be like a yeah, a very, uh, a very, what's that word I'm thinking of? I mean, like an expose on how the Chargers have been disappointing all season. You could just throw it all into this, into this game, and yeah, you know, go from there and try to work work on that. Uh, so, we went through one through nine. Now, uh, I'm going to go through ten. I'm going to go through probably ten and eleven and twelve. Speak more about them, and then the rest I'm, I'm going to lightly cover. So ranks 10 through 14, I should say, are, I rank them uh, the tier orange, which is, uh, you know, mediocre for the time being. And I think that's, that's fitting. Um, they're not trash. They're not, you know, they're, they're not competing for draft picks. These are just uh, mediocre teams that I just don't think are great at the moment. So number 10, moving up four spots with an impressive loss is the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I do believe Oakland, I, I do have Oakland ranked uh, beneath Jacksonville here. And I did talk about how if you beat one team, generally they can be ranked lower than the other. Um, in this case, you know, I feel like Oakland lost this game a lot more. And Oakland did have a, was coming in at uh, number 15 last, or sorry, number 14 last week. So I can't justify putting Jacksonville beneath Oakland just yet. Um, Oakland did drop a good, a good amount and Jacksonville did go up. So um, the position swap between both of them it was seven, if you want to, you know, uh, put those two together. Uh, again, Oakland lost the game late. Uh, this really I, I, this really shouldn't have been the case. I think there was a issue with, I think, someone sliding inbound and outbound with Derek Carr at the end that might have cost him the game. Uh, you know, speaking from a fan base of the Lions and sadness, this is not nothing new. Um, I do feel for you, Oakland. Um, but, you know, you know, the only thing you got out of it was, like, an NFL apology. So it's not... <laughs> Uh, you know, the li- the li- as a Lions fan, I-, I I get where that's coming from, and I-, and I think that I think your loss is a little bit unrepresented of kind of the game result or kind of how the game is played. So I still like how Gruden plays. I think Derek Carr is a little bit on and off, but uh, you know, the team as a whole, I feel like they can beat most teams in the NFL on any given Sunday. I think most NFL teams are, but I feel like Oakland, it's especially for them, but in the same vein, I feel like they can lose to any single team. Like they play up or down to their opponent. And that's not a good trait to have, and that's pretty much the epitome of, like, uh, mediocrity. And moving up five spots to the number 11 spot, I have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland, I, you know, watched some of the game last week, too. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's, it's hard to put my foot on Cleveland because they're completely, like, a Jekyll and Hyde team. Like, this was, this was their week to show up, say that, hey, we are a playoff team and we can beat teams. Uh, I don't want to say Arizona's a bad team because I think Arizona, despite their record, uh, is playing phenomenally, especially with their offense. And I think similar to how Tampa plays um, their offense, I think Arizona kind of has that same feel. But uh, Cleveland did uh, Cleveland did just make me sad. They got reamed. I think they lost. Uh, they gave up 38 points, scored 24. Uh, Baker, I don't think Baker was that great that week either. And it seems like the team's... I feel like the team, every time they seem like they're making progress, they just they, they just they stop doing the things that work or they keep trying to be cute or trying to change things too much. Um, you know, I think the talent on that team, I think everyone recognizes it. 
I mean, it's pretty frustrating to see how uh, it's not changing. So, uh, you know, that, for me, that's sad. That, it's a sad news. Uh, moving to number 12, I have uh, they moved down four spots, which is your Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, it's hard for me to put my finger on, like, eh, I take that back. I, I, I would say it's fairly easy for me to put my finger on, like, why I, I put Arizona where they have. Uh, aside from beating Cleveland and, like, you know, it was a big debacle. Uh, Arizona just, just continues to impress me, at least with their high-potent offense. Uh, their coaching does seem to be pretty solid overall, and, and I mentioned this before, but the talent that they have um, is not there yet. And I say that because this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for Arizona, where, you know, they would probably scrunch out a couple wins and probably hopefully figure out their identity towards the end of the season, you know, and, uh, and figure out who they are. But I think they found that really early in the season, maybe around like three, week three or four. Um, but they are they are a tenacious team that plays. Play, they feel like they are a playoff team when you watch them, uh, which is weird because they are. Uh, I think they are four and nine for the season. So uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard for me to like knock on Arizona when when you when you watch the games and you see how they play and you see how they carry themselves and you compare them to like say a Detroit Lions team where. You know, it always feels like, you know, the Lions are always trying to come back or they're always trying to make plays or they're trying to do something that they shot themselves in the foot with versus Arizona. They keep themselves in games. They keep themselves competitive. They don't really give up. And, yeah, they make mistakes. There's, you know, they have a rookie quarterback and, and they're still developing their complete identity and try to become more well-rounded. Um, but they're playing, like, how they play, how, how, you know, reading the body language, like their mentality it seems that Arizona has more of it together, uh, a lot more of it together, despite their record. And that's why I'm moving them in the 12th spot. Uh, and then, just to give you a quick review of the last uh, few, uh, ranks 13 through 16, uh, I have Chicago, ranked number 13, uh, they moved up two spots. Uh, again, Chicago, they lost to a Packers team, a mediocre Packers, I don't want to say mediocre, but like a suboptimal Packers team that just seems to be winning enough and I almost think like, these are the kind of games that actually make Green Bay good. I know some people don't like that, but uh, this, you know, Chicago didn't really do much the last game. They kind of showed up in the second half. It's not enough for, for me to say, like, they're a good team. It's just, uh, you know, they're mediocre. And I've always said that the whole, t- the whole season. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, And I could see them beating Arizona, um, but very slightly. Like, I would almost make the argue that Arizona could beat Chicago right now, but Chicago does know how to win at the end of games. At least if they're close, uh, it feels like. So, uh, yeah, that's Chicago number 13. Uh, number 14, I have Denver. Uh, they weren't ranked last week, and it seemed like they were streaking, and they kind of went back down to earth after losing. Uh, yeah, so there's not too much from that. They're, like, they can beat a lot of teams in the NFL. And I feel like I'm saying the same stuff with almost with most of the with most of the mediocre teams, and that's kind of the feel with these mediocre teams. Is like they, they they're just not playing as well as they should, and there's a couple of holes that just need to be adjusted. And I think they could start being uh, you know at least playoff playoff worthy down the road or down you know in uh, next season. Number 15 and 16, uh, include 16 because uh, it's just to keep track of of the ranks. I mean, it was coming in and out are both uh, Philadelphia, number 15, and Dallas, number 16. You know, they both won their games. They're both 7-7. Seven and seven. They're both playoff. One of, one of these teams are playoff-bound, sadly. And, 
Uh, there isn't there isn't too much to say outside of just you know they exist. Philadelphia came back and beat the Seth Washington team. Dallas came out of the woodwork and had a good showing against the Rams, um, despite Dallas kind of being on the down and down. Uh, it's hard to distinguish both these teams as you know respectable. I think a lot of us can agree with that. And for two both playoff teams, the teams in the playoff hunt, they're still ranked in the bottom half of the NFL. So. Uh, you know that's not uh, that's done. That's rightfully so, in my opinion. Uh, you know, one of these teams has to make the playoffs and become like the division champ. But uh, it ain't looking too hot, and I feel like Dallas does have a slight edge over Philadelphia, uh, depending on if they're playing home or away. So there you have it, folks. Whew. So to recap: one, Cincinnati, Detroit, Washington, Miami, Giants, Panthers, Jets. Jacksonville, Chargers, Oakland, Cleveland, Arizona, Chicago, Denver, Philadelphia, Dallas. I realized like halfway when I was talking about that, I kind of switched from like the team, the team, uh, team name to like the city name, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's my podcast. I do what I want. Okay. I'm, I'm dummy and stupid, but hopefully you guys are enjoying this nice little uh, monologue I've been talking about for the last 49 minutes and if this is your first time listening this is kind of what you're going to expect um, and if you're still listening wow like if you if, sorry if it's your first time listening and you're still listening man, yeah hopefully you're sleeping I, I really hope so because I, I do what I can to be as dry semi-entertaining well I think in my head uh, to you know help you guys just not fall asleep I try to do more of my interesting stuff up front because uh, let's be honest, like all of my picks, eh, like uh, they're they're decent, but you, I don't think anyone's making a lot of money off of my picks, and I don't think I'm good enough to actually start saying, oh yeah, you should trust me, my picks. You're gonna, I'm gonna take you to the promised land of winning. Eh, I don't think that's really the case. That being said, let's dive into week 16 NFL picks. Now. I'm feeling pretty decent, pretty good about this uh, these picks, and I generally do my picks ahead of time before I start the podcast, and then I'll I speak out loud to see what makes sense and what doesn't, and and I'll let you know kind of how I feel about each game. So we're gonna quick run through this. Uh, all games go in order. But since there's since there is no Thursday night game, I actually might be able to push out this episode tomorrow then, uh, as in Thursday. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, because when you listen to this, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Thursday, so I should, say, I should say today. I generally do my releases uh, Wednesdays, um, but this one's probably going to be a Thursday release. So, starting from uh, the Saturday games, and Yahoo does this thing where it talks about favorites first, and then the underdogs, so how I say these, it's not going to be like home and away compared to most other sites. So, first game, I picked the underdog, uh, Tampa Bay, against Houston. Uh, and the biggest reasons I have that... I, I just don't think Houston has shown enough consistency. Uh, I feel like they are a win. They feel I feel like they show up against really strong teams when they need to, and then for teams that they really don't worry too much or think too much about, uh, they kind of sleep on them. I feel like that's kind of what they're, where they're at. And I think Tampa is, despite their recent uptick, uh, they are just hot. Um, they're seven and seven. They're not in the playoff hunt. They have nothing to play for outside of pride, and just making themselves look good. It seems like. And they're doing a spectacular job. So uh, I don't think Houston's going to stop Tampa at all. And that's just nothing more to it. 
Uh, Houston is a three-point favorite, and that makes sense because they are, are um, a, yeah, they have a slightly better record. But I think this is a Tampa. I think Tampa wins this straight up. Uh, Houston did also almost let Tennessee come back in the previous game, and Tampa is pretty potent as well, similar to Tennessee. Uh, the next game, Saturday game at 1.30 or 4.30 uh, Eastern time. This is a fun one. I pick New England over Buffalo. And I think this game is actually going to be pretty close. This is probably a 50-50 game, if I had to guess. And that's giving, I'm probably giving Buffalo a lot more respect than I should. But uh, we're heading towards the playoffs. And New England had a great showing last week. And they need to keep, they need to continue to win heading into the playoffs. And they need that momentum. And they're still fighting. Uh, for the one spot, and they're still, I mean, this is for the division, uh, let's be honest, so this is a very important game for both teams, they're both fighting for the AFC East, so uh, I I think New England does have an edge here, but I think this feels like it's a 50-50, and uh, it's kind of weird how New England is a six and a half point favorite, I'd probably go against that in the spread, but I do feel like this is a, a, a good 50-50 here, uh, that's confidence-wise, I'm saying. Uh, the next game, and i got to bring some Yahoo stats into this too. So Yahoo, 90% uh, of the folks are picking San Francisco to beat the Rams, and I am one of those people. Uh, I think San Francisco is, kind of, since they're coming off a loss, I think they're going to come out super strong. I think they're going to expose the Rams. I mean, Rams kind of had a flat showing last week, and I, you would think that the Rams would come in and come, come in strong against a division rival, and I think that may be the case, but, I mean, the Rams' chances of making the playoffs now uh, seem to be dwindling every game. So you know, even though they have a lot to fight for, uh, San Francisco, uh, I, th I don't know, they, they just seem to be playing like a machine. And uh, yeah, I know they get some loss and loss against it. I guess they lost against an Atlanta team, which I think Atlanta was just that was that the right team at the right time. I don't think San Francisco is going to lose this. I think they're going to come in and play a shellacking against the Rams. I think I think San Francisco wins this probably about 70% of the time, 70 to 75% of the time here. So we'll see where those odds are at um, when I do the upset picks later. Next game, so these are going to be the these are going to be the Sunday games. So next, it's Atlanta versus Jacksonville. Atlanta's playing at home, and I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat Atlanta, which sounds crazy, okay? But I'm I'm trusting, and this is my I feel like Atlanta does win this half the time probably like 60% of the time here. And this this is probably like my Denver pick last week where I'm going to say, oh yeah, this might be the week. But generally my angle here is that Atlanta came and beat a very tough San Francisco team. And they've beaten very tough teams, especially like on the road or just elsewhere in like the second half of the season. But then when it comes to other teams, like average teams or mediocre teams, it's kind of like they kind of either lose their identity or especially since they beat San Francisco last week, they might just have a little bit of a, of a victory hangover. Houston had that against, uh, against uh, the Patriots after they beat him. Uh, the following week, they laid a stinker. And I think that's going to happen to Atlanta as well. Uh, I know I, there, isn't much to, there isn't too much to base it off of, but I, but I, gener I generally uh, focus on trans momentum and kind of a, the team mindset. And I'm leaning, leaning a lot on team mindset in this game. This sounds crazy, but that's, uh, that's going to be me in this, in this pick. So I already have two underdog picks with Tampa and Jacksonville. Now, uh, it's going to sound pretty boring the rest of the way because I'll tell you ahead of time, I'm going to be going for the favorites here, and I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of each one uh, because there, isn't, there really isn't too much um, for me to think otherwise here. So, 
of Baltimore versus Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland more or less is almost out of the playoff hunt. Uh, Cleveland probably wins this about 35% of the time, though, uh, because earlier in the season, Cleveland did beat Baltimore. And I think something does have to give with Baltimore. They might lose a game coming in or out. And I think Cleveland, probably matchup-wise, uh, just seems to be having Baltimore's number maybe this season. Um, but again, that can only attribute, like, you know, up to 35% chance of win for Cleveland here. So I think Baltimore should lax. Uh, I've been using that word a lot, lax. But they, I, think, I think they just crush uh, Cleveland. I don't think there's nothing too much to think about. Lamar Jackson is just on fire. The team's playing on all cylinders. They are just steamrolling everyone, and no one's, no one's able to figure them out. Uh, they're just they're ready for the playoffs, so they're not going to stop. Uh, next next game, I have New Orleans beating Tennessee. It's probably going to be a shootout. Uh, and Tennessee was a little bit humbled last week, but New Orleans, uh, in my opinion, is still the better team. They're better, stronger offense. Uh, I think their defense has been on fire this season, too, or fairly rock solid. So I have to stick with the, with the, the Saints. Uh, next game, I have the Colts beating Carolina, and this is more so. I think Carolina is just kind of done for the season. They are just spiraling out of control. Indianapolis does... Uh, I think there's kind of a stronger team overall offensively. Uh, there's not really anything more to that. And if I'm sounding like I'm going faster over this, that's because I, I am. Uh, next game, I picked the Miami Dolphins over the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's, I mean, both teams are bottom feeders, but even looking at my anti-power rankings, I have Miami still ranked at number four. Cincinnati is number one in the theory. I'm sticking with this. The number four beats the number one team, especially if it's the worst team in the NFL. And double, especially if the if the tank pulls up for grabs. I mean, this is, I mean, any, any win Cincinnati gets is death. Okay, it's not death. But, in, but they are pretty much guaranteed the number one pick if they lose one more. So I don't see them having a reason to win this game and if they if they win this game then I'm going to automatically say they're 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 losing next game okay so that's just my two cents so uh, I'm taking Miami here and Miami has burned me so many times this season though just keep that in mind so if you listen to me and I say Miami you might just go against me but this is my thoughts maybe I don't know why maybe I'm going to stick with Miami but I just can't I don't know I maybe I root for them too much um, despite them being pretty terrible but I think they're going to beat Cincinnati I think they actually win this like 80% of the time they considering uh, how much are they favored by? By one point. Yeah. I'm f yeah I, this is actually probably a good bet. Straight up bet for Miami. Uh, next game, I have Pittsburgh beating the Jets. Uh, Pittsburgh's still in the playoff hunt. They're facing a terrible, t terrible Jets team. I don't think there's too much for me to worry about there. Uh, the next game, I have Washington over the Giants. Now, I'm going to talk about this one out loud because I kind of think the Giants do win this. Uh, the Washington Skins are up. Uh, let's see. They are about the same rank in the anti-power rankings. Uh, Giants are a little bit higher. Uh, they're number, sorry, they're lower, so they're number five, three. So in theory, I have the Giants should beat the Skins. Uh, since this is a home game, I think this is a complete 50-50 matchup. And I... Yeah, I, you know what? I'm making a last-minute change. I'm going the Giants, and... Uh, Yahoo has said 60% of Yahoo is picking the skins, and I am changing mine to the Giants. So you heard it here first. I changed my mind last minute on this podcast. Giants. Next game, I have Denver beating Detroit. Uh, Detroit's a sad team. Denver is not. 
not going to dive too much into that. Denver just has a better offense. Um, next game I have the Chargers beating Oakland. I say this because I think um, Oakland, I feel like Oakland tries a little bit too hard at times to figure out who they are. And I think, I don't know, I, I, I think they're still figuring that out. And I thought they were going to be uh, on a roll midseason. But I, I think the Chargers just get a win. I think this is a 50-50, but I think Chargers are just pissed off and they're just going to win. Like after that terrible game that they've had against the Vikings, I think something's going to give. Probably a close one, but uh, I think, yeah, I think Chargers win this. Probably like uh, most of the time. Slightly most. Next game, I picked Dallas over Philly. Uh, this one is actually a fairly tough game for me to decide, but I think... I think... Dallas wins this. I, this is a coin flip. Even Yahoo says 50-50, so I'm not... Regardless of the result, I feel like this is a 50-50. Uh, Dallas did show up. Philadelphia did show up. Both teams are likely going to show up next next game, and it's going to be a close one. Uh, I, I'm not going to bother thinking about who... Uh, I take that back. I should spend time thinking about how, how do these teams finish at the end of games, and I haven't done that yet. Um, if I go off of my, no, my, my top noggin knowledge... I think Dallas has a couple more comeback victories compared to Philly, and that's all I can base it off of at this point. So I'm taking the edge to Dallas like 51% of the time, Philadelphia 49% of the time. Uh, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like this matchup at all. Uh, let's see. Next game, I have Seattle beating Arizona. I think that makes sense. Arizona's going to be competitive. Uh, I think Arizona does win this like 30% of the time, uh, depending on the point spread. It might be worth going Arizona. Yeah. So Arizona, ha it, sorry, yeah, Arizona is a nine and a half point dog. I think Arizona's probably going to lose between like four and seven points. Uh, Seattle, while well, they're still pretty good, uh, I don't think they're a complete team, and they're still riding a lot on Russell Wilson's ability to score. So it's a solid team, but I, but I feel like it's, uh, I don't know, a lot of Seattle's wins feel a lot more ugly compared to Arizona. Uh, I mean, Arizona doesn't win too much, but I, I mentioned before, Arizona is a lot stronger team than what I believe people put them on. So... Uh, Pink in Seattle, but I think Arizona actually covers. And the next game, I have Kansas City over Chicago. That's a pretty straightforward one. And the Monday night game, which I'm pretty excited for, is Minnesota versus Green Bay. Uh, I think Green Bay could probably just sneak out a victory and some stupid BS at the end of the game. But I think 60% of the time Minnesota wins this. It's uh, Minnesota is at home, and they are a favorite. And... I, don't know, I like this matchup overall. Uh, Minnesota seems to be just more like nuclear than uh, than the Packers, despite having a you know a worse win win rate. But I think if Minnesota wins this, I think they might take the division if they keep winning out. So Minnesota has a lot to play for, whereas Green Bay kind of doesn't. Whew! Man, I feel like I just talked talked myself into a whirlwind there. <laughs> All right, guys. So before we head out, there's one more one more segment that I love doing, and that's what I call the upset NFL picks. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's kind of similar to the pickums, um, but the difference between pickups and upset NFL picks is that the pickups pickups I can't even say pickums right now. <laughs> the pickums uh, generally when you pick a team to win in the Yahoo Sports Pickem, uh, you generally get one point. Whereas if you go on to a sports book, and I usually go between Bovada or Bet Online or uh, my bookie, is that if you bet on an underdog to win, as opposed to giving you, say, one point back, or if you put a dollar in, uh, you actually get uh, better odds. So, for example, if I wanted to say, oh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Patriots this coming week, if I put a dollar down, 
Uh, right now they're a plus 230, which means I would get $2.30 back on top of my dollar that I bet versus a uh, Yahoo Pick'em is if I got it right, I would just get a point. So the weight of these picks makes it make, makes me firmly believe, and I've been doing this all season, makes me firmly believe that if I, over, a course of, over the course of a season, I will be profitable finding uh, good value picks. Now that being said, to review, uh, up until week 14, I was at uh, minus 4.85 units, and a unit is a denomination. Uh, can be a denomination of what you set for your bankroll for what you're betting, or in some cases, uh, depending on who you ask, it is a percentage of your bankroll. So a unit could be 1%, or it could be $10, depending on, on, on whatever you set it for. For me, I was down 4.85 units with a 9 and 28 record. And again, the whole goal is to find underdog picks that have good value, and I can get a bigger payout um, this way. So I'm not going to be I'm not going to be winning as much uh, in record-wise, but for overall win rate in like units, it's supposed to be up. Okay. So now that I got that cleared out um, quickly for week 15, I picked the Broncos at plus 380. Uh, yeah, sorry, 380. The Falcons at plus 405. The Colts at plus 335, and the Dolphins plus 165. I did nail the Falcons pick, and I was very confident with the Falcons overall. Uh, I've been doing this thing where the last couple of weeks I've been telling you guys my uh, my confidence in each one of these. And Falcons felt like a really good one. Broncos did too, and I was sad that they didn't have a good shot. But um, but because of that, I went from 8 and 20, sorry, 9 and 28 to 10 and 31 for the season. And again, even though I've lost 21 more times than I've won, my overall unit, uh, my net unit amount since betting uh, for week, from week three. I uh, went from minus 485 to minus 3.8 units, which means I've been making progress over the last few weeks. Uh, I, my lowest point was on week 12 when I was down 9.1 units, and then uh, with a couple of wins in week 13, it was down minus 4.6 units, then broke even last week, and then went down a, down another unit again. Uh, sorry, up a, uh, up a, up a unit uh, to be down 3.8 units. So. Uh, I like going through this in real time because I, I feel like I can actually find good value if I talk about it out loud and see uh, and compare. So I have like my bookie up and bet online. And if you're kind of new to the sports betting world, which I know some people are, um, especially with like the legislation allowing it in more states, uh, if there is an interest, I do recommend at least having two online books, two bookies, because uh, generally the odds, depending on the odds, they call it like the vig or the juice, um, they vary between each site. So you want to find the best value. Um, at the bare minimum, just have two. Um, I had one, which is Bovada, and they had like the worst odds, despite having a really good interface. Um, so I wanted to level up my skills, and, and I use a couple of these. That said, I'm just going to go down in order of uh, the games, uh, and I'll see which ones uh, pop up. So, first game, I have the Bucks at plus four, four, sorry, plus 147. Uh, that's not bad. I told you guys before, I think Tampa Bay Bucks actually win this half the time, so technically being plus 147 is a profitable play. I might consider that, so I'm going to quick write a note down here and say, uh, you know, Bucks and plus 147. Next game, we have the Buffalo Bills, plus 230 against the Patriots, and compare that to uh, the other side of my book is plus 240. Uh, the 240 is, seems decent. And I believe that the Bills can win, but they're facing at New England, and how often does Buffalo win at New England? I don't think it's that frequently. I think if it was like plus 300, I would give it a better shot. Uh, I might circle back to it, though. 
Uh, next game, they're the LA Rams plus 225 against the 49ers. I don't think, I don't, I mean, I'd say Rams have a chance, but I don't think those odds are good. So I'm going to pass on that. The other side's plus 230. Uh, going down for the Sunday games, the Jaguars plus 225 against the Falcons. I already told you, I think Falcons might win for pick'em wise, but, um, and it might have been a losing situation, but I think the Jaguars do win this probably about 35, 40% of the time, which in theory should make this plus, two, plus 225 a profitable profitable play. Atlanta has been known to choke close games towards the end. Jacksonville, Minshew has been known to win games or have more winning opportunities compared to the Falcons. So if this game's close, I do like the plus 255 and I do think it is gonna be close. Now, before I say plus 255, I wanna double check to see if, uh, to see if, there are better odds here. So plus 270 at, uh, let's see, yeah, plus 270 on my bookie. So, yep, count, I'm locking in the Falcons at plus 270, or sorry, Jags, Jags at plus 270. I'm at the Falcons game, Jags plus 270. All right, now we're gonna keep going down. Uh, let's see. We got the Saints versus Titans. Uh, I don't trust either team. I think Saints are going to win, plus 125. Giants plus 115, not good enough. Jets plus 150, not good enough. Uh, Bengals, Dolphins, both are pretty much even, not betting. Panthers plus 255 against the Colts. I think the Colts are still going to win, not a good bet. Uh, Browns plus 380 against Baltimore. Uh, I almost want to go there out of principle, uh, but for now, unless if it's like plus 400, I'm not going to be taking that bet. Uh, let's, I'm going to double check my bookie here to see what the what their odds are for the Browns game. The Browns gave them plus 355 compared to the plus 380. So uh, it's close. I don't know if I'm going to lock that in yet. Next game, I have the Detroit Lions uh, and the Denver Broncos. I don't think that's... A, Lions need like plus 600 for me to think that's going to be a win. So that's terrible odds. Uh, the Raiders plus 250 against the Chargers. That is interesting. Uh, I do think Chargers will win, but I think this is still going to be kind of a close game. Uh, the fact that the Chargers are still... I don't know. I feel like this is a closer game than it should be, and a plus 250 does not make too much sense in my head. Uh, so I'm going to say, where's my Raiders at? Uh, plus 250 on Bet Online. And then comparing that to my bookie, it's plus 250. So they're both the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lock in the Raiders at plus 250. So I'm going to Oakland. Plus 250. Cool. Uh, going down, Dallas Eagles, plus 22. It's not good. Uh, the Seahawks versus Cardinals. Cardinals are plus 340 against the Seahawks. Now, this is an instance where I mentioned the pickums. I picked uh, the Seahawks. But I do think the Cardinals, uh, they've shown up both times against San Francisco like pretty much last drive like to tie or win or you know to make it very very close uh, I don't think it's going to be extremely different against the Seahawks I kind of do imagine this game to be like a three to four point victory one way or the other I think Seattle does win this probably like 60 70 percent of the time uh, which means for me to break even I'd, I'd have to have at least be around like plus 250 to plus like 280 and since this game is plus 340 I think this is an easy value pick uh, that's pretty much my logic, is that this is pure value. Like, 
Vegas has missed these odds, and I think long term it's going to be super profitable. Uh, so I'm going to Cardinals plus 340. And I'm going to double check my bookie to see if there are any better odds here. 355. Nope. Nope. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, plus 350 for the Cardinals. Yep. So, I mean, that's a big difference if you're looking between uh, different sports books. One's plus 340, the other one's plus 350. And if you do a lot of sports betting, it does add up over time. Uh, that's one thing I cannot stress enough. So, Cardinals plus 350. You gotta find every edge that you can here to be profitable. Uh, next, next game, um, Bears are plus 200. Uh, they don't win that frequently. Packers are plus 205. Is that for real? Wow. Uh, I almost want to go to Packers, go for the Packers out of principle because I feel like the odds should be probably like plus like 130 or 140. Uh, I know Packers. Packers do enough to keep winning. That's the thing. And if you do enough to keep winning in your playoff team and everything seems to be coming together, it doesn't really matter who they're facing, especially a very strong Vikings team. So, while I believe Minnesota wins this like 60% of the time, uh, yeah, those plus 205 odds are just too good to pass up. So, and the other side only had plus 200. So, yeah, Vikings, sorry, Packers, plus 205. So, there aren't many extreme bets this week compared to last uh, and that's because I think most of these odds I mean, I mean the odds are generally based off of like what people are betting on specifically Vegas does nobody lines and then people bet accordingly so uh, I mean we do have some good ones here uh, just one thing to note before I lock everything in is that I need to stop picking the Dolphins I picked the Dolphins like five times and I've lost them all so the difference between a winning season and a losing season for me is just the Dolphins, and that, that's on me. Well, Dolphins are a losing team. I'm just so, so I don't know why I keep picking them. So I'm learning no more Dolphins, no more Dolphins. So to recap, the Week 16 upset NFL picks. I have the Bucks at plus 147, uh, which I believe this is a flat-out value pick. No value pick, but I think I wholeheartedly believe Bucks are going to win this game. It's not even value pick. This is just a miss mismatch. This is just strong for Bucks. Um, Jags, Jacksonville Jaguars are a value pick. I think they win this probably, I don't know, I think the correct odds probably should be around plus 200 for the Jags in this case. Uh, especially especially against the Falcons team that shows up against strong teams and then they play down to their opponent and they've done it all season. So I have very little reason why to think that they won't do otherwise. They could still win, but I'm, I'm just pointing out that Jags are going to make this a lot more competitive and this game's going to be a lot closer. And in some instances, that you should come up like this is a profitable play. Uh, the next game, I have Oakland plus 250 against the Chargers. This one, I think Oakland's going to win flat out. Um, I would say, no, I can't say that because I picked them for the pickums. but I, I think Oakland wins this uh, probably 40% of the time, 40, 45% of the time. And I just can't see, I, I can definitely see the Chargers shellacking uh, the Raiders, but in the same vein, I feel like o Oakland can probably stick around and squeak, squeak out a victory towards the end. Uh, if they hang around, I think this is a good pick. I think I'm putting this under a value pick as well. Uh, the Cardinals plus 350. This one, the Cardinals 350 out of all of them, I would say, next to the Bucks. Bucks, I feel very confident. Um, the Cardinals probably the best value. Like, Cardinals should be like plus like, 250 for this game. Uh, but I don't know why, but I guess people are overrating them. Maybe maybe if you wait towards later, later, later in the week, you might get the odds better to be like plus 380. But the Cardinals seem to be a great value uh, for me personally. 
uh, and then a Packers plus 205. I, th I just think this one's a close value because um, I, I, I don't know how well the Packers are playing. I just think the odds are probably a little bit off. Um, this is probably decent value that you're getting. Packers probably should be like a plus 150 maybe. So this isn't super egregious. I just don't have a good handle on Packers specifically. I know how good the Vikings are, but I haven't paid too much attention to the Packers. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Droolish. I know I feel like I'm speaking a little bit fast uh, today, and I don't know why. I think, I think I'm starting just to like wind down in the season. And uh, maybe I'm starting to realize, too, I, I talk about a lot of stuff in the NFL <laughs> week over week for like an hour. So... Uh, even though, yeah, this is a good week. Uh, yeah, maybe it has a lot to do with uh, what's going on with the changes in, like, my office and my whole setup. But I'm um, super excited, and I don't think, if you're listening for the startup ideas, I, I realize, too, and yeah, everything's done here. So if you're still listening, you can tune out now. Um, but I'll, I'll just drop this in, too. If you, if you feel like you are still listening to some of, the, like, the startup episodes, I, I, I did reach... Uh, a pretty cool milestone. I had like 5,000. I have 5,000 downloads for this podcast. I have 5,200. I reached, I reached that like last week or a couple days ago and it's just been exploding, which is, I keep saying, blows my mind and it does. Uh, ooh, I didn't update this one correctly. This is a part four. So, uh, yeah, I had a quick update that. It's part four update episode. But yeah, my... The, least, the most recent episode it's only been out for a couple of days and I have like almost 100 downloads so that's that's what I find phenomenal it's like it seems like the startup ideas and the football stuff like things are coming together uh, it seems like ever since I started to hone down and stick with like one subject um, every so often you know I'll, I'll, like after the season I'll probably change, I'll talk about something different because we're kind of nearing the end but for like the startup stuff I didn't think I, that would actually get as much traction uh, but it has been like it's kind of crazy um, and I, I, I appreciate you guys continuing to download and listen uh, if you have any thoughts feedback questions or I don't know just stuff you want me to talk about like feel free to send me an email at droolishpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on social media on Facebook Twitter or just type in droolish podcast uh, I don't feel like going over and spamming every single thing with uh, you know self-promotion I I, it's pretty, I don't know, I, I try to make it very apparent that I want to talk about the things I want to talk about, be interested, and then kind of blending my voice, because uh, I, I, I know my voice is, is yawn-inducing. I'm in the meetings. I, I'm there, okay? So um, hopefully it is to you. I'm just doing my best to believe that um, what I'm doing makes sense. And as long as I keep getting downloads and feedback, I don't know, it makes me feel really good to help others, uh, you know, especially with their sleep sleeping problems and and yeah it's 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 i don't know it's it's uh i can't find the right word but i'm, I'm very very happy to be helping uh you know hopefully you know to you guys so uh i mean it might be crazy with all these downloads maybe only six people have listened i highly doubt it um but let me know i mean i'm i'm, I'm honestly curious i don't know i don't know what section you guys listen to um I don't know what your favorite episodes are or what things you like. I talk about so many different things, and I've, and I've hunkered down to talk about, like, two or three specific things in the last month. And while I think that's great for the podcast, I just think, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, you know what, I'm going to stop talking about this. Maybe uh, this is actually a good second episode for Monday. Um, I'm not really in the mood to talk about startups for next Monday because it's going to be the Christmas season. 
and I, I am actually in the process of turning a couple of these into life, uh, those ideas. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel like my best episodes are the ones where I just enjoy like, talking what I'd like to talk about and not overthinking too much. And I feel like with the startup stuff, uh, you know, no, 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 no. This is a cliffhanger, guys. I'll stop talking. Tune in Monday for my side rant episode or whatever I figure it out. Again, though, I appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you guys are dreaming and you're listening to my voice in your dreams. And you guys take care and dream easy.